No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Absalom rejects the wise counsel of David's choice advisor. This would prove to be his ruin. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Samuel chapter 16 on Simply the Bible. David and his men had evacuated Jerusalem and were on the run from David's son Absalom. But David had sent back his friend Hushai to pretend to be serving Absalom and to confound the good advice of Ahithophel, David's best counselor who had betrayed him and had sided with his son Absalom. We continue today in 2 Samuel chapter 16, verse 20. Then Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give advice as to what we should do. And Ahithophel said to Absalom, Go into your father's concubines, whom he has left to keep the house, and all Israel will hear that you are abhorred by your father. Then the hands of all who are with you will be strong. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the top of the house, and Absalom went into his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Now the advice of Ahithophel, which he gave in those days, was as if one had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the advice of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. Now when David first inherited the kingdom, he inquired of the Lord at each step. But Absalom was not interested in inquiring of the Lord. He relied upon the wisdom of man. Now, as far as worldly counselors go, there was no one who equaled Ahithophel. His advice was considered to be as the oracle of God. He had been David's most trusted counselor and friend. So why did he betray David? Ahithophel was the grandfather of Bathsheba, and it had been at least a decade since David had committed adultery with her, but evidently Ahithophel had been nursing a grudge for this entire time. Leviticus 19.18 says, You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Ephesians 4.26 says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. And Ephesians 4.31 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. But Ahithophel had not gotten rid of his bitterness. He had held on to it in his heart until it had hardened into hatred and murder. Now he saw this as his opportunity to get revenge against David. And that's what happens. If we let the sun go down on our anger and refuse to forgive, then it will degenerate to bitterness, hatred, and even murder. God had forgiven David 
But Ahithophel was unwilling to forgive. And it's always dangerous to hold something against someone whom the Lord has forgiven. I mean, who are we to withhold forgiveness from the one God forgives? Therefore, Ahithophel gave Absalom counsel that would have been extremely hurtful to David. Ahithophel's counsel did represent the wisdom of the world. In that culture, the king's harem would be passed to the next king. By having sexual relations with David's concubines in broad daylight, Absalom would be declaring that he was the new king of Israel. It would be clear that he had offended his father beyond any hope of reconciliation. And in effect, he was telling everyone that there was no turning back. Then everyone's hand in Israel would be strengthened to follow Absalom. But in giving this advice, Ahithophel was also fulfilling prophecy. For when David sinned, the prophet Nathan told him, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. Ironically, it was on the roof of his house that David had first lusted for Bathsheba, and now on that same roof, his wives would be violated by his own son. Chapter 17. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Now let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight. I will come upon him while he is weary and weak and make him afraid. And all the people who are with him will flee, and I will strike only the king. Then I will bring back all the people to you. When all return except the man whom you seek, all the people will be at peace. And the saying pleased Absalom and all the elders of Israel. So Ahithophel's second advice was to launch an immediate attack against David and his men while they were weary, while they had no place to hide and no provisions. And Ahithophel said that he would lead the attack. Now, it made sense. He was uh, a skilled warrior. But the real reason was that Ahithophel wanted to get revenge on David himself. Finally, he would focus completely on pursuing David, finding him, and killing him. And once David was put to death, then everybody would scatter and Israel would belong solely to Absalom. So Absalom and the elders were pleased with this advice. But why didn't they just go with it at that point? Because Absalom then said, now call Hushai the archite also, and let us hear what he says too. And when Hushai came to Absalom, Absalom spoke to him, saying, Ahithophel has spoken in this manner. Shall we do as he says? If not, speak up. The mere fact that Absalom consulted Hushai was evidence that God was answering David's prayer. You'll recall when it was told David that Ahithophel had betrayed him, he said, O Lord, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Hushai would give contradictory advice that would now be in David's favor. So Hushai said to Absalom, 
the advice that Ahithophel has given is not good at this time. For, said Hushai, you know your father and his men, that they are mighty men, and they are enraged in their minds, like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. And your father is a man of war and will not camp with the people. Surely by now he is hidden in some pit or in some other place. And it will be when some of them are overthrown at the first that whoever hears of it will say there is a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. And even he who is valiant, whose heart is like the heart of a lion, will melt completely. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man, and those who are with him are valiant men. Hushai had a masterful approach in how he diverted Absalom from Ahithophel's advice. First, he simply discredits Ahithophel's advice. He says, it's not good this time, and here's why. Then he focuses on David's strength. He has mighty men with him. They are enraged in their minds like a mother bear who's been robbed of her cubs. And of course, David is a seasoned and skilled warrior. He's a giant slayer. By painting this vivid imagery of the strengths of David, it would no doubt strike fear into the heart of Absalom. Next, he even creates doubt that they would find David. By this time, David is no doubt hidden. He's not with the men. And so all of your pursuit will be for nothing. He assumes then that Absalom's men would be overthrown. And once they were overthrown, even the most valiant of them would melt with fear. Hushai uses very descriptive language to evoke clear images in the minds of Absalom and the men of Israel in everything that would go wrong. His description was sort of like the disclaimer at the end of a drug commercial. By the time you listen to all the bad side effects, you really don't want to take the drug. Next, Hushai gives his plan. Therefore, I advise that all Israel be fully gathered to you from Dan to Beersheba like the sand that is by the sea for multitude and that you go to battle in person. So we will come upon him in some place where he may be found and we will fall on him as the dew falls on the ground and of him and all the men who are with him there shall not be left so much as one. Moreover, if he has withdrawn into a city, then all Israel shall bring ropes to that city and we will pull it into the river until there is not one small stone found there. So Hushai's plan is based upon a tremendous show of might and Absalom would be leading the troops. Now, this is going to make Absalom feel great because he would then be like his father in leading the troops of Israel. Hushai also brings forth the images of David and his army being completely decimated by the power of Absalom. And finally, he provides a contingency plan in the event that David would take refuge in a fortified city, which, of course, the time delay would perhaps give him the opportunity to do. The entire plan appeals to Absalom's pride in being the mighty warrior to defeat his father. So Absalom and all the men of Israel said the advice of Hushai the Archite is better than the advice of Ahithophel. For the Lord had purposed to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring disaster on Absalom.
Now, in fact, Ahithophel's advice really was better as far as it favored Absalom's success. Ahithophel was absolutely right. David and his men were exhausted with nowhere to hide. They were poorly supplied. If Ahithophel would have immediately attacked with 12,000 men, they would have wiped David out, at least from the human perspective. The truth was that God was in control and God purposed to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel to protect David and bring disaster upon Absalom. Psalm 33.10 says, The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. Proverbs 21.30 says, There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. And that's good for us all to remember, especially when the wicked are making evil plans and seemingly prospering against the good. David was wise to turn the situation completely over to the Lord and pray that God would turn Ahithophel's counsel into foolishness. The beautiful thing was that God did answer David's prayer. Maybe not exactly how David prayed it. Instead, God answered it by presenting an alternative plan in David's favor that Absalom and the men of Israel swallowed hook, line, and sinker. We are wise when we pray not to advise God in how we should answer our prayers, but to call upon him in the day of trouble and trust him to deliver us however he sees fit. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where David's friend Hashai warns him to cross the Jordan immediately to escape the pursuit of Absalom. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.